Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Back at it again with Somia Gade, our very special guest. This is part two. If you want to listen to part one of our conversation, go back to last week, because this is part two. Okay? Okay, let's get into it. Like, I wrote down a bunch of things to do today, like, just like I do every day. And, like, one of the tasks I had was, like, like figuring out something to do with, like, a CSV file and, like, like something to do with, like, shell commands and, like, pulling information from, like, a CSV file and something like that. But I was literally, like, trying to figure out this command for, like, an hour and a half. And, like, I wasn't getting it. And, like, right before I got on this, like, podcast call, actually, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, I've spent, like, literally, like, two hours on it, and I can't figure it out. And so I was just looking at everything else on my list for today, and I was like, well, I don't feel like doing anything, like, any of this stuff. Like, I just want to, like, postpone it all now, because I, like, failed at this, like, one thing. So I feel like I tend to do that, like, a pretty good amount, too. Like, if I don't get, like, one thing done that I wanted to... I'm just like, well, I want to put off everything else and just not do anything like for the rest of the day. So. Speaking my language, um, Josh, <laughs> I think it's important to like, try to fight, fight against that, though. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's it's not true. Like it, at right. any point yeah. in the day, like it's always worth it to like get on top of it. Like even like going to bed for me sometimes, I'll be like, well, I didn't do anything today, so like if I stay up, whatever, and like bullshit around like then it doesn't matter but it's like that's wrong yeah like at any point <laughs> at any point because also the days like living in daytight compartments is good to like leave the last day behind you but it's also like the time is like even in a day like i i've been i i forget what book it is like thinking about the day in quarters like cutting into quarters so it's like okay like if you lost that first quarter in the morning or something like just win the second quarter yeah or like the first half of the day went bad like you snoozed your alarms and like didn't go work out and stuff and now it's like 12 it's like okay right there's still you know 10 hours left for you to be on top of it like you don't need to just view the day yeah. as a sunk cost and be like it's not worth it to do anything and just like give up on it after a tough morning but i i, I do think i agree with what you said and I think that's back to military man I've been listening to, uh, old Jocko. He, he, he's a big wake up early guy. And I've been waking up earlier than I kind of ever have in my life relatively consistently in the last two weeks. And in some ways, I think it's awesome because it is true. Like other people aren't awake, so there's not the same distractions. Like it's, you can do your stuff. I mean, you can always be distracted with like social media and the internet because it's, there's always more content to consume being thrown at you. Um, but at least like people texting or calling is like not a, a concern when it's, you know, five or six in the morning. Um, but I really do think that. And this is for me. Once again, I'm not a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. Jocko's had a lot of big successes in his life doing things and being leadership, like having extreme, the extreme accountability, like ownership of your life and your actions, I think is great. Um, but like 
I need to get enough sleep. So if I really, my primary goal needs to be what I'm trying to accomplish on the day to day. And just having the goal of waking up early, if it means my day is going to be shot because I'm so tired, if I'm also not going to go to bed on time because then I'm playing music or something, it's it's like a moot point. Like if I don't get enough sleep, like I have to get enough sleep, like period. So I think it's possible to, and I have proven to myself that I can wake up early. But I think the most important thing about his whole philosophy is waking up like when you set your alarm you wake up at that alarm and you're like okay i'm going because with what you said about the thing like not going well and then you being like okay i don't want to do anything else i do think for me personally the snoozing the alarms whenever i set them is like me setting the tone of i set these expectations for myself and i don't need to follow them like i don't need to be accountable to myself because I, I, that's how I set the tone for the day. Like that's how I started my day. I said I was going to wake right. up at six thirty last night, and now it's seven fifty-five, and I'm going to start working five minutes. So I'm like immediately getting out of bed, like putting my clothes on, and then like going to sit at my computer at my desk, and and like that sets the tone for the day. Um, so I think for me moving forward, like regardless of whether it's waking up, you know, before five a.m. or waking up at six or seven. Um, I think like getting enough sleep and then also holding myself accountable in terms of like what time I wake up. I think that consistency is, is almost more important to me right now than what the actual times are. Like whether it's, you know, I'm going, I have to, I'm going, getting ready for bed at nine 30 so I can wake up at four fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you don't want to start the day off, not keeping the, promises that you made to yourself kind of thing right right because i've been i mean i for me to have had multiple days in the last two weeks where i did wake up before 5 a.m and like went and worked out and like was at the gym Mm -hmm. by six like working out Mm -hmm. so i would not say that is like on brand josh historically for the last like five (laughs) years um i would say it's on brand for me to decide i'm going to do something that's like a lot of people don't do and then just like do it because i know i can um but it, it's it's not necessarily worth it if, like I said, then I don't go to bed early enough that the next day when I do it again and the next day when I do it again, basically I've realized my threshold is kind of like four-ish days of like, okay, I can do that. And then by the time it's like that fifth day, if I'm not really, really going to bed and resting, then I'm too tired to to like focus. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm an undergrad again, like falling asleep in my giant science lectures <laughs> because I was up till 3.30 trying to do homework, like in survival mode. Yeah. And it's not no, good. I mean, some habits you need to set. You can't just do the end part of the habit. You also need to do the beginning part of the habit or else it's not sustainable, right? And so yeah. the however long you need to sleep, eight hours, it's probably more important than when you wake up kind of deal. But if you want to wake up at five, then you need to go to bed at like 10 to get that right and so if you, that's only seven right. that's only seven yeah that's so thing. If, if you find yourself wanting to wake up at five you kind of need to be like ah, i means i also need to go to bed really really early um super tough but you said that you write things down every single day that you want to get done right somia and mm. then you're like oh yeah that's and a- then you're like oh like 
I didn't get the first one done. I'm not going to get the rest done. Something that I do is I only write three, three goals a day. That's it. It doesn't mean that I stop after I finish those three goals, but three goals is very manageable over the course of 24 hours. Right. Um, and so I don't get overwhelmed by the sheer amount that I have to get done. That's pushed for another time. Um, or later in the day if I finish it. But three goals is really manageable. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, it was to do something with Shell, blah, 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 take from a CSV file. <laughs> Maybe that's one. <laughs> and then two is to run like 30 minutes. And then three is to cook dinner. That's it. That's it. If you can do, if, if mm-hmm. one takes longer than you expected, it's not like you have 20 other things to do. You only have two other things to do. And it really sets your mind to be like, oh, I don't have to all or nothing because all is three and nothing is right. zero. Like it's a very small amount. So you don't have to like apocalyptic it to zero. You can be like, oh, let me get the other two done. And then let's see if I can reconnect back to the one. Um, and that way you can say, well, at least I got two done. And then let's see if I can tackle this third. But at least at minimum, you're saying I'm getting three things done every single day. And that feels really good. And most likely you're going to get more done. But if you're like, I'm going to get 10 things done and then you only do and you can't even do the one. You're like, well, there's no point in doing the rest of the 10. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's, right. it's a really big deal. And then the other thing I wanted to say to Josh, <laughs> not to Josh, but to bounce off of Josh, is he's he said <clears throat> he said two words that I think might address the balance really well honesty and vulnerability it's about being honest with what you did do and being honest about what you didn't do and not not mixing it josh you're muted but yes you did say honesty you might not have said vulnerability but i feel like that was like an extension so i'm going to give you credit for it <laughs> but accepted but the the thing about honesty it's is that it's not about what you should have done or where it could have been it's what you did and what you didn't. And, and and in that way, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's saying, that's what happened. Uh, is fact. that what I want to be the normal? <laughs> no. Okay, so how can I reevaluate my life so it is the normal? And also, being honest with people, your friends, being vulnerable. That's why I think the vulnerable word here is, now it's not just you. People are counting on you. And that's a really good pressure, good peer pressure. We talked about it last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. um, but good peer pressure, right? If I tell Josh, look, I'm trying to do this, 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 and this, and I'm not there. Well, now he knows exactly where I am. I'm not lying. So he can help me the way that he knows how, and that requires a lot of trust because Josh could easily be like, oh man, that's not where you should be. No. But every time I tell Josh, Hey, I'm struggling here. I need help. He's like, okay. And he loves me the same. He doesn't judge. He doesn't think of me any less. I'll do that to myself. I'm sure we're all our greatest critic. We beat ourselves up. But Josh, my friend, doesn't do that to me. My closest friends don't do that to me. Um, so one, I must be worthy of that kind of love. And maybe I should try to love myself like that and go, hey, you messed up here. That's not the end of the world. Um, but two, now, now Josh can hold me accountable and can be a good friend to me in the way because I expressed that to him. And so now we're fighting it together rather than fighting it alone. And so a burden, something I always like to say is a burden shared is a burden halved. Um, And that way you can actually carry each other's burdens together because, and and do it as a team um, because you're no longer holding it in trying to do it on your own. And it kind of, 
something that I have always done is put too much power. And this is to go back to what Josh said earlier in the, the, the call. Um, but to put too much power to the, the bad thoughts because evil or bad thoughts or negative thoughts is like a parasite. It can only exist if the thing that it is feeding on is giving it nourishment, but you can just let it die by letting it go. Right. Um, and so if I start to say like, Oh man, I'm a really terrible person for not doing that. Oh, and that thing now jumps and like, is like, I'm going to latch onto that and going to make you feel really, really, really terrible about yourself. But if I just go, Oh, I, I ate that donut today. I really don't want to do that tomorrow, but I'm not a terrible person for messing up today. Then suddenly it's like, Oh wait, I, I can't, I can't make you feel miserable about yourself because you literally cut me off. And then the next day it's a new start. I'm no longer beating myself up about yesterday. And then I get to reevaluate my life and then not have the donut the next day. And so it's just this idea of letting it go because you can't go back in time and like change it. And so it's like being gentle, but also being hard. You know what I mean? It's that weird being honest with yourself. This is what I did and this is not what I want to do. So I went here and instead of, you know, I, I, I deviated away from my middle point and instead of going to the end, I'm just going to slowly guide myself back and like love yourself for doing that rather than saying, rather than hate yourself for moving away in the first place. Yeah. While you were talking, I was just coming out with a bunch of problems. Like I think that I have like, okay. So the first one, <laughs> just, oh, just like, yep. which is <laughs> the first one, which is like where you started off, like with the to-do list and stuff, I feel like I usually just put so much on there that it's like not humanly possible to like finish it in a day, but I still like write it all like as like a to-do list. And then I'm obviously not going to be able to finish it. So it's just this cycle of like me feeling bad for not finishing everything and like wondering if I wasn't as productive as I should have been. And then just like not relaxing. Cause I'm like, well, there's still shit. Sorry. There's still stuff on my you don't have to apologize. <laughs> you don't have to There's apologize. Still stuff. Okay. There's still stuff on my to-do list that like I need to do. So that was like one of the problems. And then a second one was like as you were talking, I thought of and it's just like I usually tend to like internalize a lot of the stuff that I'm like going through. Like I know people who will just like complain about like or not complain, but just like talk about like, stuff that they have going on that they're, like, struggling with or, like, having issues with. But, I mean, and I listen to all that, but even if I'm going through something, like, I don't bring it up or I don't talk about it. I'm just, like, I'll deal with this on my own. Like, I don't need to tell anyone about it. And especially, like, if I'm currently going through it, I don't want to talk about it to anyone at all. Like, if I'm, like, moved past it, then I'm more willing to, like, mm. share, I guess. But you know why if I'm currently in it, then... Do you know why in your mind you would rather go through it alone and then share it afterwards what's the i guess the driving force behind it i honestly like don't know like maybe it's because i'm like well no one's going to understand like the scope or the extent of the problem as well as i do so like they wouldn't be able to help me anyways or or maybe i'm just like i don't want like they're probably going through their own stuff and i don't want them to like have to think about this too or like feel obligated to like help me or something or maybe it's just like i'm like i don't want them to like think of me as like not being able to like handle this or like like to know that i'm like struggling with this or whatever this is totally all real uh fears definitely very valid 
Um, but I think a friend would tell you that it's not true. Um, yeah. And that's a tough thing. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Especially if you're like, oh, no one's going to understand. You'll never really know unless you try. And I have made, I have misinterpreted so many people and I've opened up to people that I shouldn't have that really hurt my self-esteem. And then it took me a while to find the right people to reopen up to and trust. And trust is a really, uh, you know, <laughs> important thing. But also, um, like this idea of needing to be perfect. Like I'm, I'm very similar where I want to try to figure everything out on myself. Cause I want to be perfect. I want everyone to look at me like I've, I've never made a mistake in my life. Um, <laughs> which is not realistic for anybody. Um, I think there's a lot more bravery and a lot more humility and a lot more strength to admit that you cannot do something on your own. Um, and I think a lot of people are, well, not, I don't want to say a lot. Wow. Uh, I think the people in your life that matter to you and that you trust will, will support you rather than push away from you. And if they do push away from you or say that's not their problem, you know, maybe they're not the right person for what you need in that moment anyways. Um, and so again, it's like honesty and vulnerability, simple answer, but a really hard solution to pull off. But um, I guess it's one of the reasons why Josh and I started Upward together for ourselves, at least, is uh, if I had to do a podcast by myself, it would probably be dead in the water. But the fact that I have an accountability partner, <laughs> it's like, it's not just me, it's a team. So I have to keep both of our, um, both of us in mind, not just myself, and that adds a different component to it. Um, but I remember the first time we started talking, Josh was like, Whoa, this is so weird. I am not used to just like, this is going to be out there for people to see. And it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of freaky. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, like when you start anything for the first time, when you start running for the first time working, it feels weird. When Josh started waking up at five in the morning, it probably felt a little weird. Cause it's not something it was off brand Josh. <laughs> But over time, as it becomes something that you do more and more often, um, it just becomes more ingrained and a part of you. Um, so you also have that really long list of to-do items. Uh, what you can do is look at that to-do that really long to-do list, and then just take three of them for that for today, and then put that paper away so you're not overwhelmed. But know that you have <laughs> those for later, and then the next day you can look mm -hmm. at it again and go, okay, which of these can I tackle today? Um, and that way it's, you know what you need to do, but you also know when you need to do it. And that can alleviate some stress to circle back to that other point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also another issue that I thought of that I usually tend to do is like, I feel like I'm like, I've gotten better with this, but at least in the past I used to do it more. And that's like self-deprecating like humor. Like I feel really comfortable, like when I'm like making fun of myself and I was, like, reading something or listening to something the other day. And they were talking about how that's, like, like basically like a defense mechanism. Because you're just, like, well, nothing that other people say to me now could be, like, as bad as what I've already been, like, saying about myself. So it wouldn't phase me anyways. Like, if I just, like, poke fun at myself, right. I guess. I, I do something similar. Um, and I... And I've also read somewhere that it has long lasting effect. You don't realize it, but constantly degrading yourself has long lasting effects on how you view yourself, even if you're joking. And it's the same with, uh, with your friends. If you only bully your friends or make fun of your friends over time, they're like, um, okay, is this 
So is there some truth to this? Like this kind of hurts. Right. Um, exactly. And so uh, while it is cool, fun to poke fun, uh, if that's all you do, it, it starts to just like hit you hard. Um, but it is a defense mechanism. <laughs> and it's, I guess, learning how to not have defense mechanisms. <laughs> I mean, obviously, no, that's not the answer. But there are some defense mechanisms that um, are a byproduct of, of uh, like an unhealthy way to cope almost. Anyways, Josh has been silent because I, we have been sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> when I, um, I guess it's like, yeah, like, I mean, people are just kind of like, oh, it's friendly roasting. Like, it's fine. And that's how I kind of am too. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, it's just friendly roasting. But like, low key, you think about that stuff. Like, if it hits like a certain nerve, then you're kind of just like, oh, like, like, oh, that was kind of. Like, should I give an example? Because I have, I'm thinking of an example. Sure, yeah. If you have, if you have something that comes to mind, this is something that I've experienced in my life as well that I've had to have real conversations with people about. Because mm-hmm. there's an assumption like, oh, it's all cool, we're all joking, but then really someone starts like actually questioning your friendship or just kind of almost craving or longing for some positive comments or like some uplifting, right. like, reassuring, like, like gas me up once in a while like say something yeah. to the effect of like you're an awesome person or i'm so happy like we have this friendship or something because when it's always just this like shooting little shots back and forth then you're like yeah this is just stressful it's not enjoyable <laughs> right it's what, like what's your say some yeah um well like so i have a few friends and like most like i guess maybe this is i don't know if this is partly like my fault too but i guess like they usually like make fun of me and like i usually am chill about it like i'm just like well not like make fun of me but they're like it'll be like friendly roasting like and i'm just like chill about it because i'm like well i don't want to like be the person who like gets all worked up over like a comment or something so i'm just like like try to be chill but then like sometimes it'll just really strike a nerve and then like I'm thinking about it for a really long time but I still don't say anything and then the behavior just like continues but like this this on this particular incident I did and it was basically like so there's friend one and friend two like I'll just name them like Bob and Sam cool so Bob and Sam are like really good friends with each other and so they hang out a lot together and one day Bob and Sam were hanging out and I guess like they were talking about me and um, it was like joking, but like Bob was like, Oh yeah. Like some is like autistic and like, just like that kind of stuff. And Sam told me about this. He was like, Oh, Bob called you like autistic, like you're socially autistic. And like in the moment when I was talking to Sam, like I didn't like, I just laughed it off. Because honestly, like, when you hear, like, stuff like that, you just, like, don't really know how to process it, like, in the moment, like, when you're talking to someone face-to-face. So I just kind of laughed it off, and I was like, oh, like, uh, like, he's, like, annoying or something. I don't know. But then, like, I went home, and I was thinking about it, like, more and more, and I was talking to one of my other friends about it, and I was like, that actually, like, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't like that he, like, said that and that kind of stuff. And I don't know. It's just, like... Like, once you marinate on it, it 
you kind of realize it actually affected you and you're kind of like, wait, do they actually like think that? Is that how other people perceive me too? Like, why do they think that that sort of thing? Mm, Yeah. And then I confronted Bob about it because I really wanted to know like why he said that. And he was caught off guard and he was like, Oh, like we were just joking around. Like we don't actually like think that. And all of a sudden, and I was like, okay, but I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know if I set the precedent because like, I just normally act chill about stuff. So they feel like they can like say whatever and I'll, it's fine. So I don't know. But Hey, if you, if you think, if you, if you believe that you've set the precedent, uh, well, you can always change. You can always change the dynamic, right? Um, sorry, I've just that's true. I'm but I even felt this. bad about it. Yeah, yeah you should I never, even felt yeah. I even felt bad about like conf- like kind of letting him know that it had like affected me, kind of, or that I didn't like it because I was like, well, now I don't want them to think in the future that like I'm like super uptight and they can't like joke around with me and stuff. Like I don't know. So it's just weird. Setting boundaries. It's important to be intentional. It's important to be intentional with your words though. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's also difficult because you don't know what will really hurt someone or really impact someone. And you don't know what someone's experience was coming into a conversation. And Mm -hmm. your, your comment was kind of between friends, but I mean, with microaggressions just in general or, or just any kind of, you know, racist or misogynistic or, or anything that ends up amounting to like bullying more or less, it can always feel like a joke to the person who's saying it. And they will always not necessarily always, because sometimes people do have malicious intent, but oftentimes that person just views it as a joke and someone else, it, it can really hurt them, really impact them. Um, right. and, I mean, I, I think it's awesome that you were able to confront Bob because <laughs> hopefully Bob will at least that will make make him think a little bit before he says whatever to wh- whomever. Um, and that's, that's not to say you can't joke around, but it it's what what you can't. It's also great to be like, well, you shouldn't let what people say get to you. Like you can say that, but depending on who you are or even where you're at in life. I mean, at one point it might roll off you and you might be like, I don't care. Like Bob is, Bob is a chump. Like Bob is a scrub. Like I don't care. Like I'm a boss. Like it doesn't matter. And then at another point you might be down and all of a sudden you're just ruminating on everything that people have ever said to you. That makes you feel like you're not, you know, a person of value. And that is, just adds into the mix and all of a sudden something that was a joke that you didn't care about. Now it's, it, it means something more to you. So that's very true. Yeah. Like if you're already feeling like vulnerable or insecure about something, then like it might just impact you more. And if, if you're already someone who doesn't necessarily vocalize, if they're going through something, mm. your friends may never know yeah. whenever <laughs> it's a time. And I mean, this is something that I experienced when I was at my like lowest points in college where all of a sudden mm-hmm. like little things set me off. And it's like, it to you, like you did this little thing that I like blew up over. Right. But to me, it was like, I pulled all nighter, like had two tests. It's like the last like straw. Like someone stole my bike seat 
and yeah, straw like, that broke the camel's back. Right, yeah. right, and it's like when it's your friends too, it's even worse because you're like, I just needed someone to like help me out right now. Like I needed someone to just like give me a like a boost compliment or like some good news like you're the or, like, greatest human being or, like whatever yeah i love you and like for someone to just be like shooting little shots or like doing some petty shit like <laughs> but you, you don't know you can you can never know when it's gonna hit someone especially if like you said th- you're not necessarily sure of how someone's doing or you feel like you can't bring it up because you don't want to be like a buzzkill um what? or whatever reason um uh, something to i guess put on that is um yes i think we all should be more mindful of what we say uh and like counteract negative uh, i guess like banter with also really important words but also from a friend's point of view uh i'm not a mind reader and i won't know that josh today might be different from the josh yesterday that i was able to make fun of and made fun of me back and so in a in a in a tough and i know this is a tough thing to hear for me too, is that sometimes like you have to be the vulnerable one and be the honest one and say, Hey, look, like today I've had a really tough time and I really just need some words of encouragement. That's what I really need right now. Um, and so this is not like a permanent state. I'm just really struggling. And then hopefully your good friends are going to be like, okay, we understand we're here to support you. Right. Um, but I could totally be really tactless and, and make fun of Josh in a way that hit him harder and he could lash out at me. Um, and hopefully then even in that moment, like as friends, we would like get over that and figure that out and realize what was going on there and that it wasn't an attack on him and he wasn't trying to attack me kind of thing, but it does require this vulnerability. And I would say that that is one of the bravest things to do to be able to say, Hey guys, like today's not it. I'm in a really sour space. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, I think we need to be more mindful but also, again, like Josh has said over and over, which is like the truest thing. And now I'm just on it. But like, be really honest with the people that you know you can be honest with. Um, and so, yeah, like Josh said, props to you for like sticking up for yourself and saying, hey, in this moment, this really hurt. What do you think? And that's probably a scary thing to do um, because you don't know how they're going to respond. Bob responded well, then good. You move forward. and he doesn't make those types of jokes again. You can move past it and develop a better friendship or response poorly. And then you got to figure that all out. Um, The last thing I want to say to that, because Josh mentioned microaggressions is, and I'm going to be specific here with socially autistic or autistic. um, Like it's only, it's, it's only a roast. If you consider, socially autistic and negative like you know what i mean like it's it's the fact that we think that it's something less that makes it a roast like it has a negative connotation right and so that will always hurt somebody who is actually socially autistic because they're using it to make fun of you which must mean that they are inherently not good enough and this is the idea of microaggressions with racism misogyny all of that stuff is that it might be good fun Somebody actually has that thing or whatever you are trying to play off as a joke um, and you are insulting them directly. And I think in that respect, we really need to be intentional with what we say um, 
because it's not that you were being intentionally malicious, intentionally racist, intentionally sexist, but it, you are now propagating this sort of system to continue existing. Um, you know, if you make a, a a woman joke about like being in the kitchen, which is such an age old joke, but it still persists to this day. Um, even if you know that that is wrong and you promote equality, well, you're keeping that thing up. So people will always know that as a stereotype um, and continue this movement of, uh, I guess, the separation. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I, tr I do believe that certain things should never really be said as insults, um, even if they could be funny, um, just because you know, it shouldn't be funny. It should, it should, it just is like, if I said, oh, Josh, you have brown hair, black hair, you have yellow hair, you know, it's like, there's no stereotype associated with any of those, hopefully. So there's no, uh, there was, there's nobody to offend and there's no joke there. Um, but if we, if I go, oh, you're the R word, right? Well, that has a really big precedent. Uh, and it really does hurt people. Um, and so in order for that to not be something in the future, we just cannot use that as an insult. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good point. We've also been talking for an hour and a half. Got it. Yeah, I think we got to. I think we got to wrap. I, I think this say, is already like two episodes. This is going to really split fast. into two for I, sure. I went right before. You, you got to go right before you start recording. It's it's the, oh, okay. it's, the it's always a move. Um, but do you have any closing before? I mean, we don't want to hold you longer if you're you're trying to. <laughs> oh no no no! I just have to go to the bathroom, but I can hold it, or I can. I'm fine. Like. <laughs> The podcast is more <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. Somebody yeah. <laughs> knows. Um, no, but thank you so much for joining us for our conversation. Uh, I will say we didn't get to touch on fully the when is the time to give up your dreams. We did a little bit. We didn't get to talk about the parents. One, living yeah. with your parents, which I think is mm -hmm. especially today with the people who listen to our podcast would be a great one to still talk about in the future hmm. um basically we're I saying think, we want you back we want you a third, think, a third and a fourth i think there was another wow. one grind culture about. we didn't really touch on too much either taking a break a little bit oh yeah. getting over someone anyway, getting, getting over, over someone oh getting yeah. over someone yeah. that's what it was yeah getting over someone yeah was the one we didn't we didn't talk about at all yeah yeah so <clears throat> i guess we'll see you soon <laughs> But seriously, thank nice. you for, from me, um, pleasure to meet you. Um, you are, no, oh. I just mean like, yeah, I, from, <laughs> I like, sorry, I should continue. I should continue. I should continue. I don't want to speak <laughs> for you, right? For me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I just. Let this woman go to the bathroom. <laughs> it was just. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, I want to hear. <laughs> she's like, give it to me. I want to hear the, I want to hear the nice words. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's a pleasure to meet you, but also I. You really do have a good head on your shoulders. And like this, it felt like just old friends talking and catching up. So I do appreciate that. And just, you, you really do have the vibes. Like it really was, it really was, it was really clearly really easy to talk because it's been an hour and a half. Um, and we'd love to Honestly. have you back, but also we don't, we don't just have like a podcast relationship. And now I can speak for both of us, I think. And Josh was, but if you ever need anything, <laughs> 
Well, you don't have my contact. I can give it to you, but reach out to us and <laughs> Yeah, you do. I put I made a group message. Just oh my gosh, that's chat. right. Oh, that's right. I'm 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 <laughs> I almost said I'm dumb, but what what I'm gonna say instead is I forgot. I remember now. Thanks. <laughs> Being gentle with yourself. Um, but just reach out to us. Uh you're never alone. I'm never alone, Josh, and something that I'm learning. Josh is never alone. I should probably finish that sentence and not cut that off. But. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Josh is alone. <laughs> sometimes I'm alone. We don't mean when that. No, but it's really, vice versa for me, too. Also, like, multiple times when we were talking, I forgot that this was going to be broadcasted anywhere. Like, it felt, like, like really comfortable. Cool. Not that this is, like, being broadcasted on, like, NBC or something. But just, no, like, not yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Internet is forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Internet is forever. Someone's listening to this, and they're going to know exactly what we thought on January twenty first, twenty twenty two. And guess what? It might not be different. To it might be different. Whoever's listening in this moment, wherever the three of us are in our lives, we may not think the same things that we thought when we recorded this. Honestly, that is a really cool. We should probably put that in the beginning of our episode, maybe, and just be like, hey, these thoughts are not permanent. (laughs) These thoughts are not permanent. These thoughts are not our own. (laughs) (laughs) These thoughts and opinions belong to us as we existed on this day. (laughs) That's it. At this time. (laughs) It's kind of facts, though. True. True. All right. All right. Well. Okay. Buys are always awkward. I don't know how no, you guys. No, no. We, we we got a we got a signature sign. I'm waiting for Josh to do it. Okay. <laughs> we say hit the subscribe button. <laughs> no, we say love everyone, and thanks for stopping by. Nice. nice. We're gonna keep the nice, nice in there at the end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, you can cut that um, out. Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.